This is definitively uncertain. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 40. 40. 40. That's crazy. 40. Of definitively uncertain. I am John Colbert with me as always. Adele Colbert. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the government. Specifically... Area 51. Area 51. Since there's such a big buzz about it right now. Yep. You know, people are going to be storming it September 20th. Get oh, your yeah. tickets. Hotels are booked. Yep. You're going to have to bring a tent if you want to, you know. Raid Area 51. Yeah. It's just all, all Naruto run. They can't catch us all. That's... All Naruto run. Do you know what that means? Um, No. So, you know, there's an anime called Naruto. Okay. So, the character runs in a very specific way with, like, his arms behind his back. And he just, like, troops on that way. That's what he was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Naruto run. Naruto. There we go. So, um, so okay, before we get into it, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit more about some other things first. What kind of things? Well, one... What do you think is going to happen September 20th, 2019? I think there's legitimately going to be some people that are like, yeah, let's do it. And they actually go for it. <clears throat> I do not think that everyone who signed up is going to go. So you don't think 660,000 people are going to be there? No. I think it's going to be like a thousand whack jobs. Oh, no. Oh, no? you are way off. I've bet you it's still in the hundreds of thousands seriously oh it's gonna happen People i don't think it's gonna, it's not gonna be as big as probably six hundred and sixty thousand, but but over a hundred thousand for sure oh yeah oh it's gonna be <laughs> retarded <laughs> and the thing is is that they're gonna here's the worst part i can almost predict on what's gonna happen all right um either nothing's gonna be there or there's gonna be a big army that's there with guns mm -hmm. and like tanks and whatnot, right? And they're gonna legitimately, like, probably, you know, hurt people. Yeah. And on top of that, the amount of garbage and riots and stuff that happens afterwards mm -hmm. when it's all done and everyone goes home, like, there's gonna be riots probably, mm -hmm. and the. Probably the towns might even suffer because it, it when that mob mentality happens, mm -hmm. you, people just go stupid. Mm -hmm. They really do. So, and like, and that's the one thing I would say to anybody that's going there is just remember who you are mm -hmm. and remember, you know, what, what would you do if it was just you there? Mm -hmm. Would you smash that car? Would you really? You know, like, because that's yeah. what's going to happen. Are you really going to throw things at? officers that are just trying to do their fucking job mm -hmm. like you know are, are you gonna do stuff like that yeah so that's one thing for mm -hmm. sure but the other thing is is that the amount of garbage and stuff like that that's gonna be there mm -hmm. afterwards like it's gonna be a huge cleanup and yeah it's gonna be like when people did occupy wall street and mm -hmm. when people stopped the pipe pipeline in the, the dakotas mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever saw the pictures after I don't that think so there was so much trash everywhere. These guys were so concerned about the pipeline and how it was destroying the... Environment? Yeah. And they had plastic everything everywhere. Garbages everywhere. And they just left it. And then That's you, ridiculous. It makes you wonder. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're really concerned about the environment. Why the fuck didn't you clean up after you left? Mm-hmm. If you want to do a process like that, maybe you should clean up after yourselves too. Yeah. Especially if you're fucking going there to protest about the government. I have no problem with the environment. Like, I have no problem with people protesting. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with what they do while they're protesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just becomes ugly. Mm-hmm. When we lived in Ontario... There was a Six Nations Reserve, and there was a person developing land beside the Six Nations Reserve. Yeah. Well, it turned out it was actually the reservation's property. Mm-hmm. So they they went there, and mm-hmm. they did a protest. But some other guys from some other reservations went there, too, mm-hmm. and they loaded up the the street with tires, and then they started burning tires. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's the tire fire you guys talk about, isn't it? No, no. No? no. That's a different tire but, fire? Yeah. But they were sitting there burning tires, even though they're talking about how this is our land. and they. Oh, my gosh. And they're talking about, you know, like, all the stuff. This is our land. We want it back. Let's burn tires on it. Yeah. Like, it was just... Stupid. It was just... It was really stupid. And it's not the message that you should be trying to do if you're protesting something, mm-hmm. I think. Right? Yeah. But yeah, some people, they just have bad ideas and then people follow because of that mob mentality, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to protest something, you go ahead. Yep. I don't care. I don't care at all. As long as you're not doing something worse mm-hmm. or just being a hypocrite, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like afterwards. Yep. You know, but that's my thing. What do you think? Um... So, basically, people are storming to see if there's aliens in Area 51, right? That's the whole... Yeah. Right? So, if there are aliens, they're probably locked up there, hidden for a reason. It's not like... They're probably not friendly if they're being locked up somewhere. Yeah. So, I feel like if there are, and they manage to get in somehow, which they're not going to, then they're going to see these things, and they're going to be like... We should go now. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Yeah, I don't even think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be like, aliens are in this building, and then they're not going to be able to get into it because it's probably built like Fort Knox. Yeah. It's probably built to the point where you could hit a plane into it, and it's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You could, yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, so even if they get over the fence and run across the field... And get to the building. And get to the building, they're not going to get in. Nothing. No, because there's... Another thing is there's going to be guards every step. There's going to be guards at the outside the fence. There's going to be guards at the fence. There's going to be guards in the field. There's going to be guards in the building and outside of the building. And it's it's a it's a military facility. I bet you there's going to be warnings on TV saying, do not come and try Don't to do this. do this. You <laughs> will get arrested or shot. Because, like, it's a military base, and That's really illegal. I'm pretty sure they can shoot you. Yeah, they're, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're allowed to. Yeah. Like, it's going to take one guy to jump over the fence, and they go, bang! And everyone else is going to be like, I don't know if I want to go over that now. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know if I want to go through with this. I don't know if I need that new bullet piercing in my face. You know, <laughs> you can do things for memes... Don't die for memes. Don't die for memes. <laughs> Don't die for memes. 
We said it with Tide Pods. We're going to say it with this. Don't die for the meme. Yeah. Maybe we should have that as a t-shirt. Don't die for the meme. Yeah. (laughs) With like a picture of an alien or something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to write that down really quick. (laughs) Don't die for the meme. So the other thing is, before we get into the Area 51 thing, um, do you think that the government really hides a lot from us? Like, do you think for the safety of humanity, do you think, you know, they hide aliens or they hide maybe, you know, that asteroid, you know, almost hit the earth or, but we couldn't quite see it or something happened or maybe that, you know, do they have a cure for something and they haven't told us yet or... I think the only reason the government would hide something is if it could cause a panic, but it's not an immediate danger yet. Yeah. So say there's an asteroid and they're not quite sure what's going to happen with it and they're trying to figure it out. They're not going to say, yo, this asteroid might hit the earth, but we don't know because that's going to cause a public panic. And they don't want that. They don't want people to start thinking it's the end of the world and start riots and all that kind of stuff that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So I think they um, withhold information until it poses an immediate threat to the public and then they will warn them about it. Okay. That's kind of my, my thought. That's so, what I would do anyway. So do you think that like they're hiding Elvis or Tupac? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Probably. There you go. It's all solved. Adele just said it. They're dead. <laughs> Get Sorry. over it, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But I was just curious on what you thought because there is certain things I imagine that the government knows and they just don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, is it a big conspiracy about aliens? Like, do aliens really exist? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What do you think? I think we can't be alone in the universe. Like, I think... I. I highly doubt there's not some other form of life out there. Whether they're smart enough or evolved enough to make ships and come to Earth is a whole other debate. But I think there's some form of life out there on another planet somewhere. All, all see now, and science will tell you this is all the, um, all the atmosphere. Like, everything had to be perfect for us to be made, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's just the way it is. Yep. We needed sunlight. We needed nutrients. We needed the earth. We needed Mm -hmm. water. We needed all these things to be this, right? Mm -hmm. And it just seems like it's, it seems like it's a complicated recipe, Mm -hmm. but it's an easy recipe for the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Like, all you need is a planet that's this far away from a sun, kind of, to make Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? And they found a they found a planet that's very similar to Earth yeah. in terms of climate and um, like water and land ratio and stuff like that. So I think there might be um, life on that planet, um, even if it's just plant life or bacterial life or something like that. I agree. Yeah, I agree that stuff's gonna happen. I I believe that there's probably other smart things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, are we the smartest out there, you think? 
Or do you think they're smarter? I think they're smarter somewhere. I don't think so. No? No. I think we're step one. Like, I think we were the first ones. I think yeah. that's the reason why we have such a hard time trying to find anything else out there. Because they haven't evolved yet. They haven't evolved to where hmm. they're smart. You know, smart enough to start looking beyond their planet. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my thought. Right? I don't really know. And to to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're ground zero. It seems very arrogant. Mm-hmm. But prove to me otherwise. What you're saying makes sense. It, well, I'm just saying, prove to me otherwise that there is other life out there mm-hmm. that is smart enough to try to contact us. And if there is, why hasn't it been done? And why is it only done in, like, certain places in the U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's only, like, there's places in England and the U.S. that's, you know, it's always UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are they only going to that place? Yeah. Why? Yeah doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and why cows why are they why are aliens obsessed with cows i don't know i don't know probably like steak probably and if they're obsessed with cows why aren't they coming to grade Um, a alberta beef alberta (laughs) alberta beef right Right? that's where you want to go it's either here or wagyu beef in japan Mm -hmm. and i don't hear any sightings in japan yeah you know i think if there are smarter beings out there i think they might just be too far away from us in space to reach us. You think so? I think they might be exploring space in their galaxy yeah. or in their their like little area, I guess. It's a galaxy, right? I got that right. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. And they just can't get to us because they're a few galaxies over <laughs> and yeah. that's a that's a long time to try and get here. It is. Yeah. I agree. All right, so on to Area 51. Yeah, so I've got some history for you on Area 51. I have nothing. You have nothing? No, this is all on you. All right, cool. I've got a bunch. I know. That's the reason why I didn't do any. I know some stuff. Yeah. Like I know one of the closest towns to Area 51 is Rachel. Yep. It's uh, Rachel, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're big on tourism and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. and I know some stuff about Area 51, too, mm-hmm. like off the top of my head, but... In Rachel, they have a uh, they have a, an inn called the A. Lee Inn. A. Lee Inn. I love it. Perfect. Right? It's perfect. Yeah. All right. So, in Area 51, as far back as the 1950s, people have reported seeing UFOs over um, the military base. Yeah. So Area 51 is actually called the Nevada Test and Training Range. So it's basically um, a site where they go to test fly new aircraft. Yeah. So um, the CIA actually released when Area 51 started getting big with UFO sightings um, that they were um, flight testing um, uh, spy planes in 1955 which is around the same time that the ufo st- uh, sighting started um because people are like wow these things are moving really fast you've never seen anything like this before it must be alien right so um then we jump forward to 1980 and people started reporting seeing flying discs being test flown right so this is where 
um, Robert Lazar came to the news and at first he was anonymous. I'm not sure how long later or how many years later it was that he actually came out with his name and his identity, but he worked at um, a base called S4, which is by Area 51 for six months. And he said that he had worked on the discs and that it was impossible that they were man-made. Impossible. It was absolutely impossible that they could be made by by a human. Yeah, because of the um, how how they ran the engines. Right. It was a um, a force something about gravity, like force um, engine. I I don't remember exactly what it's called now. It was in. We watched a documentary before this to kind of get some notes. So way to go on getting those. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> so um, the other thing was, um, he said just the sheer mechanics of it was like stuff that has never been done before or mm-hmm. seen. or, And I think he said something about the metal too, right? Yeah, he said that it was really thin and really light, but it was really, 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 really strong. Yeah. Like they couldn't like dent it or anything they couldn't reproduce it yeah. they didn't know what kind of uh, metal it was but there was um there was another thing too like um back when they first started area 51 they named it uh different things to make it sound better so so they could have employees come there mm-hmm. and it'd be more appealing to them like stupid stuff like that i've heard okay and uh yeah, what else you got? So, um, Lazar was a really, really big piece in Area 51 um, becoming what it is today because he basically came out and said, I've seen it. This is real, right? And the interesting thing is um, uh, he was recently on a podcast with um, Joe Rogan, and I haven't listened to that yet. Um, I don't think you have either. No. But we watched a um, a documentary that he released um, in 2018, and his story is the exact same from 1980 to 2018. And I think if he was lying, it would be really, really hard to hold that up for so long. But you never know. So um, he uh, recalled a hand scanner. Um, so to get into S4, there was this hand scanner, and it had pins, and you put your hand on, on you put your fingertips up against the pins, and you, like, slid your hand forward, and there was a light above it. And what he explained it as was it would measure the, the length of the bone between each joint, and that is said to be unique to each person. And that was basically, like, his identity card into the in and out of the facility. So he had to scan his hand when he came in, and he had to scan his hand when he came, got out. Which I think is kind of interesting. What do you think? I think it is pretty interesting. Um, I also know that there was, uh, what was it called? I think it was called uh, Groom Lake. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right by there, right? Groom mm-hmm. Lake? Yeah, that's the name for... Um, this the CIA named Groom Lake and documents from the Vietnam War mm-hmm. when they were talking about it. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like it's been going on for a long time too. Yeah, 
and there's been a lot of um, questions, you know, about yep. about that place. So, um, Bob had worked uh, and studied at Caltech and had worked at Los Alamos, um, both um, as a physicist um, and um, actually um, when the two places were called to see if there were records of him working there, both places denied him ever being there, as well as MIT. They all denied him ever being there. But there are newspaper clips and phone books from the time that confirm him working and studying there. Yeah. Yeah. But they all deny it. They're all, all like, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah, we that's... have no record of him. So the place, it was called Paradise Ranch. Mm-hmm. That's what they named it. They, they named it Paradise Ranch to encourage workers to move in a facility that was in the middle of nowhere is what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a, that was kind of funny. I thought, and then they just got short form to the ranch. Mm-hmm. That's what they named it. So he actually has degrees from MIT and Caltech, um, and he claimed this under oath at court because he actually had to go to court um, because he was charged with pandering for helping a prostitute ring while all the Area 51 stuff was going on. Really? So he was huge in the press. Like, every story was about Bob Lazar and Area 51, and he was like... I'm going to help these prostitutes. <laughs> and he got <laughs> caught. And his sentence was reduced to pandering. But he was charged and fined. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But it's, his his story was the same under oath. So. And the guy's like a genius. Like yeah. He used to do uh, jet-propelled engines like for land speed records and stuff like that, didn't he? Before yep. he was... And that was like a hobby. Mm-hmm. That was his hobby. Yeah. There was... His mom um, in the documentary said that he built a jet engine for the back of his bike and went out riding it at like 3 a.m. And they all heard like a bang and they woke up and they went outside and he was like, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I got to try again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I think that um, the fact that his story has never changed, mm-hmm. it has to it has to be something. What you know? He, he, like, and... He's gone through four different polygraph tests, and they have all come back truthful. So he's yeah. saying what he believes to be the truth. Yeah. So, but then, like the other thing is, is that um, it, the other thing, like that, I always thought too was, you, if you if you put somebody out like that in the media, and it's about aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Did the government put him up to that? Mm-hmm. Did the government actually put him up to that? Because if there's no such thing as aliens mm-hmm. and you just made up the story and sent a guy out there to say, yeah, there's aliens out here. And meanwhile, they're doing something way worse out there. Yeah. Maybe they're making nuclear weapons. You know, maybe they're testing on people, mm-hmm. you know, but you sit there and you plant a guy out there to say, you know, it's all, oh, no, it's those round headed you know, yeah. aliens. Green the, people. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's tiny those guys. green things that's a whole other conspiracy too like people yeah. think that right like i've i thought that like yeah you know what would be the best way to you know sure you get a bunch of news coverage and it's about aliens mm-hmm. people are going to make money off of it it's going to be a fun thing mm-hmm. you know but now that there's a threat about storming it's mm-hmm. like oh well, fuck what do you do yeah you know because and, and uh that's the other thing too is 
Bob Lazar started coming out into the media again, mm-hmm. releasing a documentary all around the same time this guy wants the storm. Yeah. Area 51. Is that a coincidence? Or is it just him having to get back out there in front of the media again? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a... So you're thinking that it could be a cover-up for something worse? Could be. Yeah, you never know until you you're in there. Or what if, I don't know. That's the Maybe thing, too. Maybe there is, are aliens. Yeah, you don't know. And the other thing is, is that there's a... What if it was just something there? What if there's just something there that they don't know, they can't explain, they've been studying it, looking... Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a weird place you mm-hmm. know maybe it's some sort of thing that was in the ground that they found and they didn't want to freak everyone out mm-hmm. and you know what i mean so they did like oh we'll do this pretend test flight place you know and we'll fly mm-hmm. over top of it so that way we can look underneath and not have to mm-hmm. you know what kind I mean? of like the uh the gate to the upside down kind yeah. of thing yeah exactly yeah right that, yeah that is a perfect example for stranger things yeah it's the same thing right there yeah you know, and what if it is something weird like that? Mm-hmm. What, you know, and they just sent the guy out there to say, hey, tell everyone that little green men exist. Mm-hmm. You know, tell everybody that we have these really weird flying saucers. Mm-hmm. And he just gets paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just take care of them in other ways or whatever. Another thing could be um, uh, maybe... Um, Bob Lazar, because he he does seem to believe his story is real. Yeah. And if he's faking it, he's doing a really good job at faking it. Like four polygraph tests, and he's really, really selling it. Um, but like he, another thing could be maybe he heard about it and he was like, I have to warn people because it is not right what's going on in there. Yeah, he, could, could, he could be a whistleblower for sure. Yeah. You know, and that's definitely a thing. Yeah. But what I was thinking was the opposite sometimes you know you you see something and you it's just not right at face value Mm -hmm. for some reason it's just no one's ever cooperated any of his stories Mm -hmm. he came out in the open and no one from when he did back in the 80s to now has said yeah i work there too and Mm -hmm. tried to jump on the fame train Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and uh I find that a little odd too, because um, somebody there, somebody always wants to be famous about something. There was one person in the documentary, and um, it took the um, the interviewer a long time to track him down. He said, "Yeah." Um, and he called him, and he said that he remembered Bob Lazar, and he remembered the discs, but not much else. And that was it. Yeah, because that was all the stuff that was already out there. Yeah. So it, it, that's what I mean. That's one of those things, right? That mm-hmm. it's a the fact that a story stayed true is pretty is pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the government used to build spies mm-hmm. to go live in other countries, and they told the same story over and over, even when they got tortured. Yep. And it never went away. Mm-hmm. It was just bred into them. That's how they did it. This is the story. And you repeat it and you never stop repeating it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm, to my knowledge, Bob Lazar has never been tortured to mm-hmm. see if he's telling the truth or not. Yep. 
you know, so like that's easier than what the way spies were, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it's just a thing. It's just a thought. It's a little random. Yeah. You know, hey, think about the other side of it, yeah. being devil's advocate. Uh, he had said that he was shot at by the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, he also said that um, in S4, they essentially would brainwash you. Like, they would have, like, rhythmic yelling, and it would, like, brainwash you kind of thing. Like, like uh, hypnosis or something like that. So get brainwashed to think that you've seen aliens mm-hmm. instead of yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's actually saying it almost. Yeah, he is almost saying it that he was hypnotized or brainwashed. Yeah, it's a th- it's just a theory. It's another yeah. theory because I've always I've always knew about Bob Lazar and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I didn't like, I I just thought about it and I was like, to me, you know, you never take things at face value. You try to look at the other part of it, and it's like, well, what if? Mm-hmm. All of it is bullshit. Yeah. You know, he's out there saying it's true, you know, and the CIA goes, no, it's not, you know, and yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's just one of those stupid what things. What if they could be both lying? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. No, you don't. The only people who know for sure are the people who, like, run that place. Yeah. And know what's going on. You can't really trust the people working there because they could be brainwashed. Yeah. The, According to Bob Lazar. Yeah. Yeah. So, you never know. Nope. So, what else you got? You got anything else? Um, so, in the documentary, um, Bob made a drawing of the flying disc. Yeah. And I kind of recreated it so I could kind of tell you, like, I could have it visually in front of me so I could kind of tell you what it looks like. So, um... You've, you've seen, like, the stereotypical disc with the, the little part on top, right? Yeah, the little dome. Yep. So, um, it's not quite a dome. It comes up a little, and then it's flat on top. And then there's two, these little black spots. And basically, what he said those do are they're like, they're like um, cameras or, like, computers. And they basically um, scan all the surroundings um, around the ship so that it tells the ship where to go. So the people or the aliens inside don't navigate it. Those things do. They okay. let them know what's around. Um, and then um, the ship moves accordingly. And basically the the people inside, the ship can fly itself. But they're there if something goes wrong. Okay. So, so wait a sec. So what does that sound like to you? Flying car. <laughs> Not a flying car. Well, a flying ship. A self-driving car. Self-driving car, yeah. Google was coming up with that. Yeah. It was a little round thing that was flat on top. Yep. That reads everything and spins around. Mm-hmm. And you're just there to make sure that it works. So yep. Google might have stolen this technology from aliens. Definitely, 100%. Or at least from Bob Lazar. Yeah. And then um, in the bigger part of the disc, it's split into two floors. So the bottom floor, there's these three... Um, like three kind of um, objects and they're they're big and then on the ceiling of that floor um, they're attached to this little metal piece and the, these these bigger pieces swivel okay. and they're um, gravity amplifiers or like and they basically manipulate the gravity around them uh, and then on top of that there's um, the heads of these gravity amplifiers 
and in the middle there's like the uh, like a reactor kind of thing. So basically, um, how this ship works: say you put a bowling ball in the middle of your bed, and then you take your hand and you a foot away from the bowling ball, you push down. That bowling ball is going to move, right? Yeah. So the ship does the same thing with your gravity force. So basically, it makes a distorted um, gravity field in front of it, and it just kind of falls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, they swivel to kind of move the ship left or right or forward or backwards. And then to get out of the atmosphere, um, the ship would actually go belly first. So the bottom of it would be facing the atmosphere because it would be moving the gravity to make it go up. Oh, okay. Yeah, rather than pushing off of our gravity. That's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. And then there's a seat by each head of the gravity amplifier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they can all control it if something does go wrong. Yep. I gotcha. Yeah. And then there's a little like stick on top that's a wave amplifier. And basically, um, if the ship's sitting horizontal, like how you would see it in like a stereotypical alien ship drawing, um, the waves come up and then out around it, like a force field kind of thing. Yeah, so that's that's what I got. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I described. It, I hope I described it well enough for you to kind of imagine, imagine it, or know what's going on. Well, I can. I hope that everyone else can too. If you just look up Bob Lazar drawing, it's like the first thing that comes up. Is it? Yep. That's cool. So yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw my theories out there a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah, kind of it's, it's make fun. Make other people think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it for us. I don't know. Like, it's just a, it's a strange place, that's for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Some stuff has happened there. You know, whether or not it's, uh, it's what they say it is or mm-hmm. whatever, it's brought in a lot of publicity mm-hmm. to it. And it's, it's created a lot of jobs, yep. you know, and that's the way I kind of look at it. Like, you know, there's a, you know, in Scotland, there's Loch Ness Monster, right? Yep. And people go there all the time to mm-hmm. go see the Loch Ness Monster yep. or hope to or mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, and, and it's made money in a place that shouldn't probably make money because it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and I, uh, I read some the media did some interviews with some locals from the towns around Area 51, and they're basically like, ugh, here we go again, because they're ready for that that boom, that uh, all those tourists, all those people coming to their town, and they actually don't really want it, because they're just like, could you stop already? Really? Yeah. Let's see, and for me, I'd be like, you fucking move there. Bring it on. I knew what it was. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, not bring it on. It's... Literally, those people fucking move to that area. Mm-hmm. They know what that is. Mm-hmm. Why complain about it? That's like saying you went, you, you get a beachfront property and then you're mad at people. For going are, to the beach. That are out on your on your water. Yeah. It's like, it's not your water. They go out there because they go out sailing. Mm-hmm. Or they go out on the beach because it's a public beach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, quit crying. Mm-hmm. You fucking bunch of babies. Yeah. If you don't like Area 51 and you don't like people going to sea there and you don't like the money that it brings to your fucking town, then get the fuck out. Yeah, don't move there. Exactly. There are hotels around there booked up for September 20th. Yeah, good. 
You know, it's bringing in money. Yeah. You know, those towns probably don't make that kind of money all the time. Mm -hmm. So capitalize on it, you know, and if nothing happens, at least some money got into that town. At least some in, like money got injected into that town mm -hmm. where they can use it to spend and consume and make their town a little better. Mm -hmm. what's, what's funny is the guy that started this started it as a joke. He didn't think people were actually going to do it. No, it was definitely a joke. But the thing about the internet is you could come up with something and think nothing of it. And then all of a sudden the internet takes over. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. This is, this is good idea. This is the best idea ever. Yeah. It's like the let's, best. Let's go storm area 51. That's right. Woo. Yeah. So, um, maybe, uh, leave a comment on our Facebook or our Instagram if you're planning on going there. Yeah. And if you are, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we have you on and you guys can tell us how it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, that it's would actually, be, it's actually not far away. We should go not to storm it, just to watch, just yeah. sit back and watch oh, the chaos. I am not getting shot. No. In the U S no, no, I'm just going to sit back and watch the chaos yeah i think that'd be fun that would be fun but what happens if aliens just come down and kill everybody oh my god right you don't know i don't know what could happen you'd be like well you know all right you guys wanted to know what was going on i feel like yeah <laughs> you guys wanted to know here you go just yeah. lets them all free just yeah. like there you go guys there go you play go. yeah what if these aliens aren't as cute and cuddly as the one you drew on our board? You know? <laughs> the one I drew on our board kind of looks like a gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's All right. okay. But anyways, guys, we'll let you go for now. Thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned for next week when we'll have a whole new one. Whole new one. Bye. What's up, guys? Hope you're having an awesome day. Just wanted to let you know that you can help support us at the podcast via check out our Patreon. And uh, if there's something you want us to talk about, you can give us a shout. You can email us at definitivelyuncertain at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and just shoot us a message. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you next time.